Blog Talk Radio. Don't touch me. I'll beat your brains out. I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Let's get ready to rumble. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Gypsy. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. I think that the NFL knows what Randy Moss has done with marijuana, and I think the NFL knows what Randy Moss does with marijuana. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Good morning. And thank you for joining me. morning those of you already on facebook live and instagram live the millions listening around the world obviously on blog talk radio live from hollywood california this is tough love i'm alistair conrath top of the morning to you all hopefully everybody's having a good sunday so far uh mine i'll be honest with you in the last hour has been frantic because i was going to do this show at the fourth wall studios up in north hollywood and i get on my motorcycle i cruise over to there and i didn't realize my buddy was just in the back and he couldn't like hear me uh knocking and whatnot so i didn't think he was there Uh, and so i was just like ah i'm out and i had to call ass back to hollywood get everything set up and here i am uh so again thank you uh devin b rad what up uh sacha all you guys uh Good morning. Thanks, to, thanks for joining. Uh, so, anyway, a uh, real quick shout-out to one of my best friends in life, Megan. Happy birthday, sweetie. I hope you have a fantastic day. I love you to death, and I miss you. Uh, all right. So much. <laughs> so much to get to. I really need to, like, start putting this show to – yeah, look at Woo, Devin. Uh, put this show a little bit longer, but I'll try and uh, work through it. Anyway, a uh, couple things. I find it amusing that LeBron uh, is basically saying he doesn't know or he's trying to stay out of the rift, if you will, between Luke Walton and Magic Johnson. We all know LeBron runs the show, right? And so now all of a sudden he says he's just like hoping that the coach makes the right decisions and he's putting the faith in the coach. He's saying the right things, but, you know, People who are smart enough can read between the lines. LeBron should just do what Pete Rose did and just play and coach. That's what, you know what I'm saying? Like, Teron Liu in Cleveland proved that without LeBron, he's, you know, I mean, he's not a bad coach, but, you know, I mean, he got fired. He's done. And Luke Walton, you know, I guarantee you LeBron thinks he knows more than Luke Walton, and he probably does. So just, you know, I mean, LeBron, just get who you want 
That's it. Just get who you want. Like in Cleveland, like in Miami, just do, you know, do you. And that's fine. You've been doing it for the last 10 plus years. So that's, I find it amusing that LeBron's like, no, no, no. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know what the rift is between Luke Walton and Magic Johnson. I'm like, don't be a dick. Just admit it. Be like, yeah, I'm in charge. I run the show. And, and people will respect you like myself a lot more if you did that. That's all you need to do. Um, shout out to Simone Biles. This is, I mean, gymnast. I know I never, ever mentioned gymnastics on this show, but it's worth a shout out. Serious. Simone Biles had six medals, four golds, right? At the, at the world while battling a kidney stone. Like, think about that. That's shocking. Just to think of the pain that girl's in and not only to just medal, but medal six times and get four golds. Simone Biles, Shout out to you, sweetie. You are just a rock star. Um, and I don't know if anybody saw that Bama LSU game last night. Um, 29 nuts, Bama, at Death Valley, at LSU. Keep in mind, if it wasn't for LSU's terrible offense, you know, I mean, Bama was averaging 54 points. So for LSU to keep him to 29, it's, it's pretty impressive, right? Dave, what's up? You know, so I mean – even though they got shut out, you know, here's my thing. Is it just that Alabama is just that damn good? Or is everybody else just, yeah, I'm not saying they're bad, but, you know, it's Alabama and everybody else. It seems, it seems. I will say this. Clemson looks strong. I just don't know if a freshman, a true freshman quarterback, is going to be able to to be able to like beat Alabama, <laughs> beat Alabama in a national championship game. I don't know. Who knows? The kid looks solid. I just don't know. I will say this: Clemson's D line is insane. Like there's three, possibly four out of the four going pro. Uh, and I'm talking first rounders. Uh, so, you know, I mean, and their their back end, their secondary is really strong too. So if anybody can compete with Alabama, I think it's Clemson. I'm just, I don't know if it's possible. And here's the other kicker. Alabama has won championships with A.J. McCarron, Greg McElroy, and now they've got Tua, who is wildly accurate, wildly athletic, has unbelievable pocket presence and pocket mobility. It's shocking. You know, I said it last year in the first, like, two minutes of watching that national championship with Tua playing. I was like, say, he's Russell Wilson. That's Russell Wilson. Only a thicker, like, thicker Russell Wilson. And sure as shit, he's, I mean, he's lighting it up. He threw his first interception last night. First in the hundred. 79 attempts or 180 attempts, something like that. Uh, so he's pretty good. He's two is pretty good. And so therefore that's what I'm saying is I just don't know if there's, you know, Alabama's never had this. They've never had a quarterback like this to go along with the other five-star talent. They've had three-star quarterbacks to go with five-star talent and they've won championships. Now they have, a Heisman, like true Heisman 
five-star quarterback to go along with all the other five-star talent. I, it's just not fair. It's just not fair. I love watching it. Don't get me wrong. I, I do appreciate it. Two is fantastic. Uh, I promised my friend last night that if Tua stays for his senior year, I will go down to Death Valley with him and, and watch Alabama at LSU two years from now because from what I hear, there's nothing going and seeing a game, a night Saturday night game in Death Valley at LSU. So if Tua is still there in two years, I'm going to that goddamn game with my buddy. Uh, okay, so one thing I want to I, I hit on this quick, and generally at the start of my show, there's more people watching, and then it trails off after you realize I have no idea what I'm talking about. But I will, I, I just want to like, reference the elephant in the room and i don't you know necessarily know if a lot of you know this i know most of the people you know in the in the sports groups that i'm with on facebook and whatnot will know of this but maryland football is going through much turmoil uh because of a culture uh and and obviously what made it all happen is there was a kid jordan mcnair who died um you know at, at, because of dehydration and uh, um in my opinion lack of medical attention immediate lack of medical medical attention dj durkin is the head coach and it comes out that he's got a culture of fear and intimidation uh and so therefore he is a scapegoat in my opinion keep in mind dj durkin was not at the practice where this kid fell ill and died two weeks later. He was not there. The strength and conditioning coach, who apparently is a dick, was there. Um, but so was a medical staff. And their inability to make it happen and to do what needed to be done, they're, in my opinion, the ones to blame. Just coach has a certain culture. And, you know, not everybody says it's fear and intimidation keep in mind right it's always a few who say something gets out to the media and then the media is like oh my god it's a culture of fear and intimidation i will say this i was in the army basic training is all about fear and intimidation and uh, you know quasi-bullying it's needed in certain aspects of life military Absolutely. Football, locker room, absolutely. I'm not saying you have to like, how do I, it's not what you think it is, I guess is what I'm saying. Everybody thinks about it in the sense that, oh, you pussy and da 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 and so forth. It's not necessarily that. It's just like you are scared to do the wrong thing and not to, not to be a man. And I hate to say it like that because I know people are going to shit on me. But bottom line is it's about being a man and being strong and mentally tough. Keep in mind, Corey Stringer, I'm a Vikings fan. Corey Stringer died of dehydration back in 2001. The coach of the Vikings at the time, Denny Green, not a word about, oh, my God, it's Denny's fault and he should be fired, and oh my God, you know, I mean, the family wanting justice, just like Jordan McNair's family with Maryland, sued, you know, the, the university, 
Corey Stringer's family sued the Vikings and training staff and medical staff and stuff like that. Dennis Green never got reprimanded whatsoever. Whatsoever. Keep in mind something that a lot of people, and again, people aren't going to like to hear this, but it is on the person too. It's, and I hate to say it, you know, posthumously because he's dead, but what was he doing the night before? Was he drinking? Was he partying? What was his diet like? Was he hydrated enough during that day? Obviously not. How does this fall on DJ Durkin? Keep in mind, Bear Bryant, Alabama, hello, coach, Alabama, when he was at Texas A&M, and this is today, he would go to fucking jail if this were the case. But back in the day, he took the squad from A&M to Jun- Junction City in the desert, basically. Not desert, but you know the, the pastures of Texas where it's 110 degrees. He didn't give them water. And nobody died, thankfully. But if somebody did, you know, I mean, obviously – he would have, you know, it, things would have been different. But what I'm getting at is everybody is looking at the wrong person to blame here. Just because he's got a, a, a strict regiment like a drill sergeant isn't a bad thing. Tom Coughlin, everybody, Michael Strahan will be the first one to tell you. He hated Tom Coughlin at the start of the season when Tom Coughlin got there. Guess who won a Super Bowl? And the Giants. And they all eventually loved him and ended up really, in, you know, like admiring what he was as a man. You know, our society today, and I've said it a thousand times on this show, is full of a bunch of pussies. And that's all it comes down to. Our society, oh, no, don't yell at me. The military now has stress cards. Do you fucking even believe stress cards? Think about this. Like if a drill sergeant is yelling kid too much they're like oh no no stop yelling at me stop fucking kidding me this is what our society is trending towards and it's fucking pathetic i'm telling you right now i it bothers me so much i'm not saying dj durkin is a good dude i'm i don't know him i don't know and if he's a dick oh well there's a lot of dicks out there i'm kind of a dick at times And I'd probably make a really good drill instructor or a football coach or a cop, you know. But at the same time, like, it's just how people are. And you know what? If you don't like it, don't go to the goddamn school. You have the choice of what school you want to go to. And I'm sorry, but Jordan McNair, partially, it's his fault. Get hydrated. In the military, they're like, drink water. They force you to drink water. So is it DJ Durkin's fault who wasn't even there that day that he, you know, fell of dehydration? I don't think so. I don't know. I would make a terrible cop. <laughs> I would. I'd be a bad cop. That's where that's the problem. I'd be like, oh, you got some drugs on you, huh? Bam. Oh, I'm sorry. I just said this type of shit is a microcosm for what our society is becoming. And it's a bunch of fucking pussies, and I hate it. I just, I hate it. Men are becoming just soft, and I don't care. Think of me how you want. Guess who doesn't get offended because I don't care? You guys can talk all you want. Everybody, you know, it's like, it's just incredible. 
And so, therefore, the problem at Maryland is that it got to society, and society was like, oh, my God, this kid died. How, who's the coach? How dare they let this, this happen? Fire him. And it's like he wasn't there. He wasn't even there that day. Like, oh, heaven forbid he's strict and, you know, and demands, like, you know, discipline. Heaven forbid in this soft pussy society we live in right now. Heaven forbid. That's a whole Jimmy Butler situation in Minnesota right now. Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, a couple of pussies. A couple of bitches who don't want to fucking play defense and Jimmy Butler gets on him and our society looks at Jimmy Butler like he's a bad guy. It's just I need to move. I gotta get away because I can't handle it. It's not gonna turn around anytime soon. It's only gonna get worse. It's only gonna get worse. People look, I don't know but what I am. It's like you got a dick, you're a dude. All right. <clears throat> football? Anybody? Anybody football? Speak of the devil. All right, quick thing on the Vikings. You know, because I don't want to pop, beat this into a dead horse. I, you know, Vikings should win today. They're at home. They should win today. Bottom line. That's it. They're, Detroit just traded away their best receiver. And it, there's turmoil in Detroit. Um, I don't think Matt Patricia is going to rally the troops, per se. But Vikings did lose to Buffalo. Uh, so, you never know. Stephon Diggs is out today. Obviously, that's, that hurts. That hurts Adam Thielen uh, because they are going to put Darius Slay on Adam Thielen and uh, man up on him. They might even roll somebody over the top uh, because now all they have to worry about is Laquan Treadwell uh, and John Beebe's kid. Uh, who they brought up from the practice squad, who, by the way, lit it the fuck up in preseason, and the kid's legit. Um, and they got Aldrick Robinson. Kyle Rudolph's going to probably have a big game. Uh, Dino, Salt Peter Pills, I love it. Um, defensively, Xavier Rhodes uh, possibly will miss time. Sandejo possibly will miss time. Delvin Cook supposedly. Uh, is going to play. I don't know why. Why would you play Dalvin Cook with your bye week next week? Just if you're going to play him limited, why would you even play him? I hope that that's just a farce and they're going to start Murray and, and, you know, whatever that 44's name is. Um, I'm slipping me right now. But anyway, Vikings should win. All right. It should be easy as that. Vikings should win. Stop Stafford, although Detroit is 2-0 in Minnesota and at the new stadium. And so we'll see. We'll see. You know, it is what it is. I can't control it. If the Vikings lose, fuck them. You know, whatever. Uh, Obviously, everybody wants to talk about Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. I will get to that in a second. But the game of the day, no doubt, just like Dino said, who dat? Saints home against the Rams, 7-1. The 8-0 and Rams. Massive game. Huge game today. Um, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if the Rams go into New Orleans and win that game, uh, I have a feeling they might run the table. Uh, regular season table. Who knows what happens when it gets to playoff time. Um, but, I mean, if they, you know, home field advantage and they get to play in the sunshine here in Los Angeles uh, at the Coliseum, you know, it would be a tough, ho- tough road for other teams to go, although they don't have the best home field advantage with the crowd, per se, compared to, like, a Minnesota or New Orleans or Green Bay uh, or Kansas City. So, you know, I mean, who knows? But if the Rams win this game today, that's 
huge. I just don't know if New Orleans defense is up to the task. That's, I think that's the biggest question mark is can they, can they get back to where they were last year? You know, Marshawn Lat- Lattimore, is he going to be on Brandon Cooks? And if so, who's going to be on Robert Woods? Who's going to be on Cooper Cup? Who's going to, you know, follow Todd Gurley? There's so many pieces on the Rams offense. And, you know, I mean, honestly, you can say the same thing for the Saints offense. Saints offense, although after Michael Thomas, it gets pretty thin at wide receiver. Traquan Smith, definitely, you know, doing stuff. Uh, but, I mean, outside of Michael Thomas, it's a lot easier for the Rams defense to match up against the Saints than it is for the Saints D to, to match up against um, the Rams. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't. It, the only thing New Orleans has going for it is it's in New Orleans. Uh, and I'm excited. I can't wait for that game. Um, I don't care who wins. Um, honestly, I just, you know, as a Vikings fan, I just want the Vikings to win. Uh, so I'm going into this game, the Rams and Saints, uh, 1.25 PST time. Uh, today I can't wait that's gonna be that is gonna be a lot of fun you know what's so funny me just being the the common sense kind of guy I look at them like oh it's gonna be high scoring give me I don't know what the over under is on this game probably like I would say 53 54 probably something like that 28 27 sounds legit right watch there be (laughs) watch it be 20 to 17 you know and uh, and just a defensive stalwart battle that would not surprise me at all, just being that I'm a terrible better. I'm terrible. Um, but you never know. Uh, so that game is on at three. Vikings, by the way, early game. Saints-Rams, late game. And then the Sunday night game, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I, will, I just want people to stop comparing those two. I, you know, I grew up during Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith. And, you know, I mean, obviously there's arguments on both sides. Uh, I don't think it's an argument whatsoever. I think it's Barry Sanders and it's not close. Uh, And my reasoning for that, and you can do the same thing with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, flip teams, just swap teams. If you were to put Barry Sanders on those Dallas football teams, we might have seen 2,500 yards from, you know, by a running back, by Barry Maybe three thousand behind that behind that offensive line, and everybody. I love the argument when people are like, "Oh no, no, no." Barry needed to like shift and, and move at the line, you know. And it, I'm like, no, he had to do that because Detroit's line was so shitty. If you just gave him a gaping hole to run through, I'm pretty sure he'll he'll juke the second level instead of having to juke the first level. Emmett Smith, don't get me wrong, Hall of Famer, fantastic. But if Barry had those holes to run through, it's over. It's over. You put Emmett Smith on those Detroit teams, we're not talking Hall of Fame running back. We're not. I know Dallas people are going to just hate me, and some Emmett fans are going to hate me, but that's the reality. You put Emmett on Detroit, and he – might do half of what Barry did because Emmett didn't have that 
escapability at the line, which Barry had to have. Anybody can just run through a fucking hole. I can. I won't get as far, but I can. And so, therefore, Emmett had the luxury of doing that. So, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, they are both incredible at what they do. They're both surefire Hall of Famers. They're awesome, right? But I will say, if you swap teams, I think it would be a lot easier for Aaron Rodgers on the Patriots to do what Tom is doing than for Tom to go to the Packers and do what Aaron is doing. I'm not taking anything from I think Tom is, I, I mean, I've said it on this show a million times. I still think he's the best. But if you swap teams, it's more difficult to replicate what Aaron is doing, maybe, maybe. You know, and it's the same type of it's the same type of situation. Aaron has to be mobile because he runs around a lot because the offensive line doesn't seem to be as good as New England, and so therefore, Tom, you know, Tom gets the luxury of hanging back. I've said it numerous times. He looks so relaxed when he drops back. <laughs> it's incredible. He's just hanging back. Yeah, just like ah, got time. Well, I don't know, eh, right there. But at the end of the day, accuracy is the most important thing as an NFL quarterback. More than arm strength, more than mobility, more than anything. Accuracy is everything when it comes to being an NFL quarterback. If you can't get it to, to the right spot to your receiver, what good are you? You can you can throw it through a fucking brick wall, but if you can't like throw it accurate, it doesn't matter. Uh, so when it comes to accuracy, that's why I love Troy Aikman. You know, I mean Troy Aikman never gets brought up in the, you know the best ever debates, and that's fine. But there's very few quarterbacks in the history of the NFL that if you know that were as accurate as Aikman, and that's Tom Brady. Tom Brady is unbelievably accurate. And that goes a long way to being who he is. Yes, he's got a, a good team around him. But at the same time, he still has to deliver it. And, uh, you know, there's not a lot of quarterbacks who can do what he does. Uh, so, you know, instead of debating Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, how about we all just sit back, take in the theater that, that we're going to be very lucky to witness tonight only for the second time you know in their careers are they going to to match up against each other fun is it to just sit back and watch and I love not being a a fan of either team so I get to just chill and really enjoy how great they are at what they do separately Tom's not Aaron Aaron's not Tom you know it's just like it's the same thing everybody shits on Dan Marino Jim Kelly, uh, you know, I mean, can't win a Super Bowl. Well, you know, they're not in the they're not in the greatest debate because of that. Like, let me tell you something. You put Dan Marino on those 49er teams of the 80s. I think he's got a Super Bowl. Pretty sure Dan Marino's going to have a Super Bowl if he's on those teams. And I'm not taking anything from Joe Montana. Joe's my boy. And I, you know, I grew up a 49er fan because I did 
I don't know. I, I loved Joe Montana so much and Jerry Rice. And so, I, I, you know, Joe's my boy, but I'm not dumb. I know that, it, you know, circumstances are so much a part of sports that you just you discount like Dan Marino because he never fucking won a Super Bowl. Like, that's so ignorant thinking because, like I say, you take him and put him on those 49er teams in the 80s, he's got a Super Bowl. It might be one, maybe not four like Montana, but maybe one, maybe two. And all of a sudden, Marino, with his statistics and two Super Bowls, all of a sudden, he's in the conversation. 90 seconds left on the show. Cecilia, good morning, beautiful. So, you know, again, when it comes to this debate, I'm tired of listening to the debate. Just like Jordan and LeBron. They're both unbelievable at what they do. They're so different as players. You, it's, it's hard to be able to debate who's best. Plus, they played in a different era. Like, I don't know. LeBron's a big dude. But, I mean, he's also a bitch. Kind of. He's kind of a baby, right? Like, he complains and whines. And I know Michael did, too. But it was physical as fuck back in the 80s and 90s. You know, and is LeBron the same player? Probably. I don't know, though. You know, but to sit there and say, oh, who's better? I mean, Michael is, but it's not a debate. You shouldn't debate about that. You know, like, it's the way it is. I'm stoked for some football, though. I got about 30 seconds left, maybe. Thank you guys so much for joining. I love all of you. I really do. And it means a lot to me uh, to have you take time out of your day. Sunday morning especially. Hopefully you're having coffee and donuts or something and enjoying your day. Uh, and I'm going to go enjoy mine. So you guys have an awesome day. Drive fast. Take chances. Tough Love is out. And I will see you Tuesday night for the uh, recap. Bye, guys. Love you.